I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, a podcast put together by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest designed to educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. Well, Saturday marks the second annual State Blood Donor Day in Washington and Oregon. It's a day set aside to, well, why don't I let my colleague Juan Cotto, our Senior Government Affairs and Community Engagement Specialist, tell you about the idea behind State Blood Donor Day. The idea is to engage blood donors and give an opportunity for us at Bloodworks Northwest to promote blood donation throughout our region. And we originally tied it to December 18th simply for a couple reasons. Number one, um, it's a time where people were going out of town and we are hoping to get them more engaged in blood donation. And, and then also the fact that it, it coincides with the, the, the very tragic accident on the December 18th, 2017, uh, Amtrak 501 derailment near DuPont, Washington, where we saw that people throughout the state were donating blood. And so the community, uh, they, they showed up in record numbers. There's that picture down in Olympia of people lined up around the block, which shows that people want to give blood. And we just wanted to tie and, and make sure that people understood that blood donation is necessary. It's consistent for service in the community and also for emergencies. And that the blood that actually served those victims was donated at least two weeks before. So we want to continue to push that message and encourage people to participate in blood donation. So what will happen that day? There are going to be a different blood donation events throughout our region uh, promoting blood donation at Blood Works Northwest. I'm sure that our staff and volunteers will look to engage the community and come up with different ways that we can promote blood donation, whether it is events at our donor centers, which we're going to encourage people to show up at. There will also be special events and pop-ups that we'll have getting people to to really once again engage with the community and, and participate on this this particular day and uh, when we're hoping to have elected officials and different various leaders in the community participate with us to amplify the message of blood donation and this is Washington and Oregon State Blood Donor Day that's correct the uh, governor's office in the state of Oregon they signed a proclamation and they also proclaim uh, the the uh, blood donor day in the state of Oregon. We're working to make it a official day like we have in the state of Washington and we'll be continuing to work with the legislature down there but it's great to have our neighbors to the south participating with us and amplifying the message and the importance of blood donation through the communities in the state of Oregon. Why is being prepared for an emergency so important? I mean, it sounds like a simple question, but you never know when they're going to come up. You never know when they're going to happen, whether it's a hurricane or a train derailment. No, you don't. And uh, that's why they call them accidents. And it's important that the, the community is prepared for these. There are many agencies throughout the uh, states of Oregon and Washington who have dedicated members who are preparing for such events and looking at the ways that these are going to either impact traffic, they'll impact the way that services are delivered throughout municipalities as large as Seattle or as small as some of the the, the smaller municipalities uh, up and down the I-5 corridor and going all the way down to Eugene. So their work is so important in terms of planning and and also making sure that we are prepared for these incidents. So um, I I also feel like these types of days help amplify the work that they do and really promote uh, 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 promote the, the work of emergency management. 
Now, I talked to Lynette Manning and James Moore, the two people who were at the eye of the hurricane, if you will, last, uh, you know, back in 2017. And they feared in this age of social distancing right now that we wouldn't be prepared. And I've talked to people uh, around the organization and Bloodworks. They say that, you know, we were able to uh, deliver 150 units that day. They don't think we could do anything close to that this time if it happened today. Uh, obviously, the, the, the pandemic has really uh, put a variety of different restrictions in terms of how we do business. And certainly we made the decision, and I think it's a good one, to, to eliminate the use of our mobile vehicles. But what that's done is that's given us, our community partners, an opportunity to, number one, help us. So many organizations, I think the Seattle Mariners most notably, with with pop-ups, but a number of community groups, um, whether they represent the arts or or education or or different types of businesses, they've stepped up and they've allowed us to do these pop-up locations. And not only has that helped us continue to be able to uh, engage our blood donors and give them a place to come, and also to keep them safe and to keep our staff, our staff safe, it's given them the opportunity to amplify our message and to amplify the message of blood donation to out all of their uh, various constituencies and customers. So um, it, it, it certainly isn't the most ideal situation, but one we've been able to overcome and certainly provides us the opportunity to, to, to continue to, to engage our community and have them participate in blood donation. Remember that day? I mean, when, when it happened, my phone just started blowing up and it was buzzing in this news organization with this news and this news and this news. And I happened to be down in Portland at the time. And um, I, you know, I think one of the things that, that I remember about that day was the impact that it had. Now, tragically, three people died, dozens of people injured. Um, but the impact on hundreds of thousands of people just trying to get up and down the I-5 corridor what was that day like for you? Do you remember it? I remember it very vividly, and I remember hearing the reports about it, and I was still working at Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center at that time. Uh, having gone to school in Oregon, the, the first thing I thought about was how many times I have driven up and down that freeway. And, and, uh, and my, my friends in the state of Oregon and, and the wonderful experience I had going to, to school down there for college. And uh, I just the, the other thing also that hit my mind was uh, the friends who work in the state capital of Olympia. And, uh, and that was another thing that just really, really struck me and, and re- resonated with me. And, and then, of course, seeing the pictures uh, and, and the, the train actually hanging from the bridge, uh, obviously it's, it's very, very chilling. Uh, and, and from a human perspective, you're just concerned about the, the, the families. And, and certainly, uh, I think we've all experienced a, a tragedy, and I certainly have experienced tragedy in my life. Um, I, I certainly, was, my, my thoughts went to the families, and I just hope that we were prepared. And, and obviously, our emergency staffs, and I'm sure there are stories that we can hear so much about people who were um, participating that day in emergency management and got there and were able to service those, those people who were injured. And John also, uh, it, it just really speaks to our community as people were lined up to give blood, and I just think it's just, it's just remarkable. So that might be the lasting image that you have of that day, as bad as it was, 
There was one image that you and I will never forget. No, you know, and, and, and just it really, it really speaks to the people of the Pacific Northwest. It speaks to the people of our community, and I, I think that we are sometimes so, so busy and, and running, and we have people who uh, work in, in, in very intense industries in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we're, we're raising children. Uh, we, um, we have, we're living our lives, and I think sometimes we forget to. To, to look at different ways that we can serve the community. But when the community needed us, the community was there. Well, isn't it true that if the average donor donated one more time a year, we wouldn't have a blood shortage in the Pacific Northwest? That's right, I just, just think about that. If the average donor, and, and our new donors who donate once a year, and we, we, we had so many first time donors during the pandemic, if each one of those people donated one more time, or if they donated twice a year and you know made it made it a, a two two to three time a year habit, boy, that would like I said it would really it would really impact our healthcare system to the to the positive. Anything I should ask that I haven't? No, I just think that uh, it's a, it's a wonderful day. Once again, it's we, we get uh, we get certain opportunities during the year to promote the work that we do, and I, I it was so exciting for the staff last year. I, I was just really so excited to see how this turned in something that, that people um, throughout our organization were really excited about and were really willing to promote. And it, it really, I think, validates the work that we do for the community. And we heard so much back from the community and, and so much support about Bloodworks and, and the whole blood industry. And I just hope that this is another opportunity where we're able to once again engage, promote, and, and really uh, you know, pay tribute to our emergency workers and, and support the, the, the work that we do and, and how that all fits into this whole unique ecosystem of not only emergencies, but serving the community. Thanks, Juan. John, always a pleasure, my friend. Well, that just about wraps it up for this edition of Bloodworks 101, except to hit home one more time on that key stat. If every once-a-year donor donated just one more time, that's just one more appointment, we'd have enough blood to meet our needs. We could prevent blood shortages. Okay, that's it for this edition of Bloodworks 101. I'm John Yeager. See you next time.